Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I always have a few students in my eighth grade theology classes who are unfamiliar with Christianity or any religious ideas or practices. A few years ago, one of these students was exceptional in that her unfamiliarity with Christian theology was matched with her curiosity about religion, and this made her an incredibly valuable member of the class. On several occasions during the year when we were discussing some of the more abstract concepts in eighth grade theology— she would ask, well, what does that look like? Her desire to concretize the discussion helped us all. It helped us to get more specific about the topic at hand. The central theme of Maundy Thursday, love one another, is concretized in story and ritual in tonight's service. It was as if one of the disciples overheard Jesus talking about love and asked, well, what does that look like? Then Jesus got up from the table and took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself, poured water into a basin, and washed the disciples' feet. Love was shown forth. Love was shown forth in the physical act of hands touching dirty feet, of water touching skin, of cloth drying. Even as Jesus was moving closer to the cross as his ultimate expression of love, he gave his followers an example. This is what love looks like, humble service to one another. In my role as chaplain at an Episcopal school, I coordinate the service learning program. Students are required to complete a number of service hours each year in an effort to encourage empathy and good citizenship. As an Episcopal school, we are able to point to religious teaching as the foundation of our service learning program. Jesus' example of humble service is cited as an action St. Stephen's students should emulate as they serve. Self-giving service, helping those on the margins. These are behaviors that we require in hopes that students grow in compassion and generosity. One of the places where we serve is mobile loaves and fishes Community First Village. Initially, groups of St. Stephen's students started going to the 27-acre master plan community to serve in the gardens, 
to lay pathways through the homes, the tiny homes and the RVs and to clear debris and brush when it was just a muddy field. Through the years, we have transitioned from light manual labor and work crews to interacting and visiting with people over Rudy's breakfast tacos and board games. We still go out there one Saturday morning a month with eight to 10 students, but now our focus is eye-to-eye contact, sharing stories, paying attention to whoever we might meet. And my students and my faculty chaperones love it. Recently, I learned that while members of the Community First Village enjoy the coffee and tacos, not all of them love our monthly brunch. During a Saturday in February, I was sitting with a resident. After some small talk, he looked right at me and he said, we appreciate y'all coming to do this, but it would be a lot better a lot more meaningful if you brought raw ingredients and we all cooked and served together. Honestly, I was taken aback. Was he not appreciative that we work every month to bring fresh tacos, coffee, juice, fruit, and put out a spread for any and all to enjoy? Was there a general sense among others living in the village that maybe had mixed feelings about our presence in their community on those Saturdays? After thinking about this question and praying for more humility, I've begun to regard the inquiry not as an attack, but an invitation. The resident was inviting me and our groups to meet villagers in the kitchen, to stand shoulder to shoulder and work together to prepare the food. Standing together, a St. Stephen's student and one who was formerly homeless, frying bacon, scrambling eggs, and brewing coffee That would change everyone's experience of our visits. And such an action would reduce the current imbalance between those who have money and those who don't. Those who have power and those who don't. Those who can extend charity and those who can only receive it. On the surface, our visits to the village had looked like generous acts of charity. And on one level, they certainly have been that. On another level, however, a closer examination of our service might reveal that we are unintentionally reinforcing harmful stereotypes about about us and them. Or even generalizations about people who have it all together and people whose lives are a mess. The invitation from the resident is an opportunity for us, for me, to ask, why are we going to the village? 
How do we want to structure those visits? What do we want our students to learn from the experience? Or even more specifically, how might our monthly visits be more faithful to following Jesus' way? How might our trips to the village help us to be more faithful to Jesus' command to love another through service? Cooking eggs and bacon together side by side might be a good first step to greater faithfulness on our part. To date, our service at the village has been well-meaning, but maybe missing an important aspect of Jesus' example. The example laid out for us in John was not that Jesus got up from the table and brought out buckets of water and a basket of towels and said, here, I've brought you water for your feet and towels to dry them. Help yourselves. Instead, Jesus took a particular posture. Jesus took the position of a servant and performed a task that was reserved for the powerless in his society. In kneeling before his disciples, Jesus was showing them that faithfulness to his command would require them to humble themselves. The humbleness of the action is incredibly important. For in the humble service, when power is relinquished and vulnerability is extended, Christ is present in the flesh. That is, Christ is in the flesh of those who meet in humility to love and care for each other. Gerard Manley Hopkins put it this way. Christ plays in 10,000 places, lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes, not his. To the Father, through the features of men's faces. Christ in limbs. Christ in eyes, Christ in faces, not his. Christ in our efforts at love, Christ in our humble service with family, with neighbors, with friends, with strangers. Jesus got up from table Can you and I get up from table where we are so often privileged hosts in order to serve with humility? Jesus took off his outer robe. Can you and I shed robes of status, credentials, and title in order to serve with gentleness? Jesus poured water in a basin and held a towel for drying. Can you and I use the gifts of our lives in order to ease the burdens of others? Christ is ready. Christ is ready to show up and play. 
play in 10,000 more places, in our limbs, in our eyes, in our faces. By God's grace, let us show the world what God's love looks like. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.